Hello, and welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast with Ben and Colin. I'm Ben, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I'm Colin, the other one. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy it. And here we go. Hey, fun fact time. Ooh, I love fun facts. Did you know that Donkey Kong got his name from a bad translation from Japanese to English? I didn't know that, but I'm a big fan of English, I think is what they call it. Ooh. It's not, no, it's not a racist term, I don't, well, sort of, but okay. it's not meant to be. Uh, all right, no, let's they go. do. They, well, let's they, move Because, you know, you see, like, broken English, you know, when you see, like, these signs when people over in Japan and be like, you know, lay down, bed here, stuff like that. You know, it just translates funny. Okay. Anyway, You're saving ahead. yourself. That's what I mean. That you, you did a good job there. I appreciate that, and I agree with you. Well, good. Um, anyway, Kong was supposed to be gorilla. He okay. thought. He thought that Kong meant gorilla. And then he also thought that Donkey was stupid. So if you translate it wrong, according to this guy that created Donkey Kong, I can't, I'm sure it's Yoshi something. Anyway, it comes out as stupid gorilla. That is an, an incredibly interesting fun fact. I well, didn't know that. It's just a nice way to start the episode off. Yeah. What, are we, what, are, what are we talking about? Oh, for- today. Uh, yeah, we are doing um, Disney Park slash top five animated Disney movies with some honorable mentions peppered in. Uh, got a lot of good feedback on our top five episodes. We weren't going to be a top five podcast, and I'm still not really intending for us to be, but it's a slippery slope. You got to do what the what the people ask for, right? All three of you. All three people ask for. You got to do what they say. So that's what we're going to do today, I think. So um, so we're gonna uh, we're not going to necessarily talk about the parks as much, but we're going to relate these two experiences at the parks with the movies and things like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. Uh, so I guess my number five, and I think this is going to surprise you. Um, I bet it won't. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're probably right. Princess and the Frog. Boo. Oh, see, you said you've never even seen it. There's no way. How'd you know I never saw it? Because we just recorded this episode. (laughs) I'm cutting all this out. Um, but no, uh, Princess and the Frog. Try again. Try again. Have you even seen it? No, I have not. Uh, I hear it's supposed to be good. Well, it, I mean, it, okay, New Orleans, uh, you know, you've heard of the... Uh, so wait, who's the... Okay, so who's the frog? I don't know. I really don't know. The The only the only actor that I know... No, 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 we're not talking about actor. Like, what's the story? Oh, well, the story is um, Tiana is... Is she uh, already a princess? No. See, that's another thing. It's a whole coming of age, you know, woman's got a dream thing. She wants to open her own restaurant and has a friend... That's super. So she is just some random chick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Super rich. She has a super rich friend, who um, whose dad played by John Goodman. I know how big a John Goodman fan I you are. I do love me some John Goodman. Uh, during during uh, she's wanting some money. She wanted to make money. She's saving up money for her restaurant. I'm trying to see how many times I can save money in a ten second span. And um, well, she's trying to save money. Yeah, she is. And this guy, uh, a prince, the prince of Maldonia, comes to town and gets turned into a frog by a witch doctor played by the incomparable Keith David. Never. uh, Who's Keith David? Oh, you're killing me, man. Just one of the most prolific voice actors. Oh, is he from 24? I don't know if he's. No, that's Dennis Hayes. Oh, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, I don't know. The, you're you're good the guy hands. that knows all the actors. Keith David. Oh, man, I can't think of what he's been in that you would know. He was the Arbiter on Halo 2. Uh, he played Goliath on Gargoyles. Oh, yeah, I know him. I just looked him up. Oh, yeah. he No, he's... he's. I did not know him for voice acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's He's got that. Oh, man, he's so cool. But he plays Dr. Facilier, who's an incredibly creepy character, actually. Um, but no, great movie, you know. And so, of course, Tiana ends up Kissing so she the has, frog. And, she has to kiss him, right? Well, she, yeah. Well, in order for him to turn back into a person, yeah. But, of course, things go awry from there, and I'm not going to spoil the rest of the movie for you. So she you falls in it. love with a frog. I mean, maybe. You haven't seen the movie. You don't know. Probably won't watch it. I'm still kind of sour that they're changing uh, Splash Mountain. You know, and, and I was I was too at first. I'll be honest with you. Because, I mean, you're right. The Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear uh theming of Splash Mountain is iconic. What what it's been you said thirty years? Yeah, it's been there for thir- since nineteen eighty nine or ninety, one so, of the two. So yeah, that's a very hard pill to swallow that they're changing something that's been around for that long. But I'm telling you, it the the pill goes down easier if you've seen this movie. 
I got a strange feeling that you're going to name like movies that are a little bit more newer in my mind, and I'm going to go more old school. I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mine, I feel mine like are, mine are kind of newer. Um, some of them you'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll just we'll get to them. I feel like I could name them, you know, just by guessing. But anyway, my number five yeah. is Aladdin. Ooh, yes. Okay, Sir, Sir Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, he's a sir. But anyway, should uh, be, should have been. Oh uh, well, yeah. I'll tell you what, and 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 this is I personally am never. I don't. I don't get like super sad over celebrity deaths. You definitely do not. Like um, you will text me, or I'll text you, and you'll go. So what? I mean, and I'm just like, wow. And see, dude. and I don't. I don't necessarily mean it like that. I mean, like, I mean, like in in my day to day, what does it affect? No, you don't you know lose sleep over it. But I mean, man, it sucks to not know that you're gonna you're you're not gonna get any entertainment out of that person anymore. And I, and I know they're more than just an entertainer, but that's how we relate to them. Well. When I found out, though, because, you know, especially especially like suicide situations with celebrities and stuff, I don't I find myself not feeling as bad, you know, for those. Well, that's funny because we talked about this at work the other day. I don't feel much sympathy for suicide in general because it's very selfish and it affects the other people that are still living way worse than the victim itself, I guess. You know, it creates way more victims. Yeah. So, side um, note, sorry, that but, was kind of no, political there. But. but but to go on, and then, of course, when I found out about Robin Williams and his incredibly rare dementia disease or whatever, I don't even remember what it's called, that is incredibly saddening. And he was just a super dude. Like the the uh, the clip, have you seen, of him and Elmo? Yeah. I know you've seen that. Yes. Where he's yeah. like, give me my stick back, Elmo. Like yeah. that's... Yeah, that's hilarious. Because he because he calls him Williamson or something. He calls or? him Mr. Williams. He's like Mr. Yeah. Williams. Yeah, give him a stick back elbow. Yeah. yeah, it's just so look that up on YouTube. Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen that clip yet, it's great. But it's hard to find a Robin Williams movie that you don't like. I mean, there's there, there's a couple flops, you know, but for the most part, Robin Williams is most of his movies are like beloved. Sure, and he makes Aladdin. I think his songs, his comedy. I, don't I think, think anybody, it would be I think it would be near impossible to reel him in to work on a film. Yeah, like he'd be all over the place. I would I think I would probably to to work with, you know, as a director with him under me. I think that that would be But don't you think in a situation like with this animated, don't you think with the animation that you could just literally hit record and let him go and get the best of? I think it's kind of what they did. It's kind of what I, we do. <laughs> well, yeah, three or four times in a row. Yeah. But um, I think that what they did, what, what was unique about his recording was, too, is that he did record a bunch, a bunch of extra stuff. And then it's something in his will or something said that Disney could not use that without his kids and the family's permission. Yeah, and I know there was something, too, with the, uh, well, because, you know, there was all that drama there with Aladdin 1, 2, and 3, because he didn't return for his voice in 2, Return of Jafar. So there was some bad blood there, but then he came back. For, oh, see, I, 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 I knew it missed one. Yeah, he, can't, he, he, he missed Return of Jafar, and then he came back for Prince of Thieves. I think something or other, Disney might have used his voice in a toy without his approval, something like that, okay. I think, if I remember right. Okay. And so, yeah, there was some bad blood there, but they got him back for, uh, for uh, Prince of Thieves. Well, I think he's the whole reason that it's my number five. And plus, it hit me at a time, too, where I was about nine years old. So I was still that innocent kid sure. age. and. And it was a big animated time for Disney with the uh, right right there in a row they had like Beauty and the Beast and mm -hmm. and Lion King and, and Aladdin and all that so, but that's my number five. Okay, I think that's very valid. Um, all right, well my number four uh, is Lion King. I just I mean you know Hakuna Matata just can't wait to be king. Of course you know the Elton John Zavinya Sabadee you know I, I you know. All that is just an iconic thing that you know anybody could reference and be like, "Oh yeah, that's Lion King." Yeah, the soundtrack speaks for itself, I think. But when you look at the list of people that played in the movie, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech uh, from Cheech and Chong, James Earl Jones, yes. Jeremy Irons, Matthew yeah. Broderick, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was big at the time. Nathan Lane, uh, uh, the mother and father, you know, Mufasa and Narabi were the same parents on Coming to America. For oh, that's Eddie funny. Murphy. I didn't know that. that. Yeah, that's, that's a hoot. Forgive me, I don't know her name. No, that's good. I like but, that. That's, that's hilarious. they play a king and queen on Lion King, and they play a king and queen on <laughs> Coming to America. <laughs> but, that uh, the movie's full of actors that are great actors, and then the songs are great. I do 
lean towards it being a little overrated because I think they – it was like one of maybe the first – it came after Beauty and the Beast, but I think maybe it was just blown way out of like social media per- – there was no social media back then, but I'm saying like it was the frozen of the time. The Does that make sense? Media in general. Well, like everywhere you look, Akuna Matata, Akuna Matata, you know, like yeah. it got so huge. Oh, they advertised for, the tar out of it. Yeah. I think it was the frozen for back then, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. That's your number four. That's my number four. Yeah. What's yours? My number four is old school, baby. Fox and the Hound. Okay. And I've, I've heard that you're not an animal guy. Well, listen. Uh,. I like dogs. I like cats. I'm not a dog or a cat guy. Uh, Fox and the Hound, now I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. But to me, just, I don't know. Um, I'm a fox. I'm a home dog. I just <clears throat> I just think oh. it's, uh, I don't know. It's just It just doesn't, it doesn't hit me in the feels like I feel like it does. See, I think it's pretty emotional. And I also think it's pretty deep for a kid movie. I, I think that you have... Two sides of the track, both sides of the track. There, you know, you got the hunted and the hunter, and they become buddies. As kids, they don't know any better. Like you know? a like a platonic Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and, and they're 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 supposed to be enemies. Yeah, yeah but I mean, mortal. Enemies, when yeah. not taught to be enemies, they were raised. They were raised as friends. Hmm. And as I feel like, get, there's some social parallels that we could draw from that. Absolutely, and this was like <laughs> in the early '80s, I believe it right. was. So th- look at how times are the same but different, you yeah. know. Oh yeah. I, I I feel like you could learn a lesson from it, but I I really like the movie. Uh, it's really sad because it really doesn't have that much of a happy ending, and that, like they don't just ride off into the sunset together, right? You know. So, Fox and the Hound. That does. I don't think it. I think it has some songs in it, but it's not like nothing mainstream. Or, yeah, you know, nothing, the characters nothing. are not singing the songs. I think it's like overtones, you know, nothing that your kids are going to drive no, you nuts with. Not. And my kids probably wouldn't like it at eight and 12 years old. They probably would be like, nah, it's too, it's too sad. Yeah. I mean, it's I, my I number. That. It's my number four. All right. Um, my number three, uh, is your number five, Aladdin. Okay. Um, a lot of that, I think, um, of course, again, the music friend like me, great songs. One what uh, the uh, one jump? Uh, uh, what were you telling me you about? Know. You were saying something about Aladdin had something at Hollywood Studios. Oh, dude. I never. So yeah, so I never knew this. At Hollywood ahead. Studios, if you walk back, kind of to where Launch Bay was, this was such an iconic Disney Parks moment for me. Um, they had this thing where you went in, and it the building wasn't even really made for this. I don't even remember what the rest of the building was like. It wasn't rest- advertised or anything. No, it's just no signage outside or anything. But you walk in, you look up to your right. And there's this big, long staircase, and it's kind of decorated up kind of like the pedestal was in the Cave of Wonders in the movie. And the lamp is at the top of the staircase. And if you rubbed it, which I think it had like a little like a laser to, you know, see you or whatever. Uh, if you rubbed it, it projected a, a picture that kind of flew across the wall behind it of Genie. And I just remember, it's so funny, I just remember thinking, I can still remember to this day, walking up real slow, just like Aladdin did. And I mean, I was Aladdin at that moment. I was Aladdin. And it's just, and nobody that I've ever talked to anywhere has ever heard of this thing. And I, and I, because I remember going back after that, and it wasn't there anymore, because I remember thinking, oh man, I want to do that again. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Disney 20 something times and i've i never remember that yeah know, I, I mean it, i've been going since the 80s yeah I mean. it was it was right across i mean it was right across there from uh where you could do the animation tour and all that right and you know and and, and that stuff and so but yeah that was that was pretty that was cool my, pretty my cool. number three aladdin was a big deal so well see i went old school again and so far you had Lion King and Aladdin, is mm-hmm. that right? My old, the older ones. Prince and the Frog number five. Prince and the Frog. So you've got three movies that are post-1990. Yes. And I've got one. <laughs> okay. Uh, but my number three is Lady and the Tramp. See? Another it's, it's animal the, movie. It's the dog thing, I think. I just don't... I, uh, but I don't think you get much more my, my iconic, iconic than the spaghetti scene. I mean, that, that scene has been shown in movies and television throughout... T- since since it was released. Yeah, oh yeah. And, I mean, we make jokes about it today as just people walking around going, you want a lady to tramp this? You know, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, and it's just, uh, it had some good songs in it too. Yeah. 
It had some. It had, it had a good story. The older dogs were her neighbors, and they were friends, and they were protecting her from the tramp, which was this, you know, dog that didn't have an owner, and he was out on the loose all the time, and he was kind of running around. Might, might have been seeing other dogs. You don't know the whole story. <laughs> you don't but know. You don't know. He could have been running around. Everywhere. The one thing I find weird about that is, though, is they don't ever give him a name besides Tramp. Oh, yeah. Like even when the owners get him at the end, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Lady and the Tramp in the last. 50 years you're <laughs> sleeping under a rock but anyway they don't like lady is lady yeah and uh john darling and i can't remember what her name is off the top of my head right now but they have weird names it's i think they're actually called the darlings mm-hmm. and tramp never gets a name huh. lady never calls him anything like she never calls him by a name huh. and, he, and he gets a license and a, and a, and a uh, what do you call her call at the him. end but he's the only one in the whole movie that doesn't ever get a name. I know a lot of people that were fans of Aristocats too. No, okay, so we watched that. Like what? What my kids and my wife are trying to do is we're going through all the animated movies and we're going in order from release all oh, the okay. way up till today. And we got to Aristocats. And I'd never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. The animation is poor. Yeah, the story's kind of stupid. It, it, <laughs> it's and the the main cat that gets them back to the city. Is Baloo from the Jungle Book, the actor, the oh, same really? actor, and it's Jaja or it's it's either Jaja or her sister is the main cat, the female cat mm-hmm. of the of the kittens, and uh, it's just not a. It, the whole story is it's the old woman, her cats are her children. You've heard that story a thousand times, sure, in real life. I'm talking about yeah, and she's gonna leave everything to these cats when she dies, and the butler hears about this and it's like she's making her will out, and he gets all upset like what 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 do I get nothing. So he takes the cats out one night and throws them in the river in a basket. Had no idea. And the whole point is that they're trying to get back to the old lady because she's heartbroken. Sure. And there you go. Well, isn't and that just like just like Lady and the Tramp, she adopts the male cat at the end of it. Well, I'll be. You know, there you go. But uh, that. But well, let me ask you the, the the movie. What was the movie? Was it uh, Rod Roger and Company? Oliver and Company. Oh my gosh, Oliver and Company. Yes. I've never seen it. What? Billy no. Joel is no. the main dog. Never seen it. Wow. Is it good? Yes, it's fantastic. And I don't like cats. I am an anti-cat person, huge dog person. <laughs> I don't like dogs jumping on me because I'm allergic to like shedding dogs. Sure. Because I'm a big sissy. But anyway, <laughs> I, I do like dogs, hate cats, but Oliver is the cat. And right. he, he's the only one that was not adopted out of a box. You know, they put these cats in a box on the street and everybody takes one except for him. Oh, okay. Dodger is the Dodger, yeah. Dodger's the dog. He's the dog, and he finds Oliver, and they become friends. Street cat, street dog, teaches him the the ropes. Yeah, it's got good songs in it too, and it's all about like that street life, you know. Sure. Which we all live a little bit of street life. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm a big street guy. Yeah. Street street rat. <laughs> I grew up on the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of Metropolis. Of Metropolis. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, that was your number three. Was uh. Aristocats. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Lady of the Tramp. How we got off on that. <laughs> Lady of the Tramp. Yeah. Was, uh, we, okay. well, I didn't even get to like talk about Lady of the Tramp except for the spaghetti thing, but <laughs> that's okay. All right. Uh, so my number two, um, Coco is my number two. Nah. Have you ever seen it? Yes. You have not yes, seen it? Yes, I have. I've seen you've Coco. You've seen Coco? Yeah. You, okay. I've told you this before. There's no way. There's no way. You were dry-eyed at the end of that movie. I do think it's got some emotion to it, but I... I and can I just say, too, how, to me, it was... a Spoiler alert for Coco, so if you haven't seen Coco yet, skip ahead. But I thought that, that, that they went a little bit dark. See, I have a buddy, Adam, and he, he, he is cold. You know, he doesn't get emotional or anything, mm-hmm. you know. And he revealed to me that Coco, he kind of was like... Oh my gosh, it got me a little bit mm-hmm. emotional. Oh yeah. And I I just kind of I laughed about it because it's one of those that didn't really get to me. I I don't know why. And it cuz it is deep. It it's dark. Yeah. And the whole like wasn't his grandfather murdered? His it was his, yeah, it was his uh Coco is Coco is his great grandfather, <clears throat> right? Coco is his, his grandmother. Great great grandmother. And it was oh. no, Coco is his grandmother. And it was her dad. So it'd be his great grandfather. His great grandfather got murdered by the guy, and what you find out, which again, that's a, I who, think that's who he dark. worshipped, right? Like he, yeah, I mean, he because he, he became this big star. 
but then he got crushed by a bell, which is hilarious. He gets what he deserves. Oh, I mean, absolutely. But I mean, it, and it's got some good good songs in it. But the reason that I put that as high as number two is I can't watch the end of that movie. You know, when he sings, when Miguel sings, uh, "Remember Me to Coco" to help her remember her dad and everything, and then of course that very final song where Miguel is singing and all of his family members are out in the that square or whatever and they're all singing together even the the dead ones are there and all that stuff to me is just it's just very emotional I'm a huge I'm a big 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 which you are too but I'm a big 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 family guy and that just really hit home to me uh that whole that whole sequence really yeah i mean it was it, it makes me cry i mean I, I can't watch that movie even if you just turn that scene on i will cry yeah i'm a softy when it comes to certain things like uh military reunions and stuff like that yeah. where the parents are coming home and they're surprising their kids at school oh yeah those things make me like oh dude, yeah i sob yeah that'll tear you up you know that that, that kind of stuff uh coco I, I get it i do i understand i i just have like a uh I, I don't know. I, I just I I didn't kind of understand the reason it was called Coco. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it's about the boy and the great grandfather, and I get that Coco is important to the story because she turned on her dad. She thought her dad left her, which is the great grandfather, right? Right, and that's what the story is. Yeah, she Hector, she uh, always thought as a child, and her mom told her that her her father left. Well, but now see, I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, Imelda, Imelda raised them to not be into music because, because of, she thought Hector abandoned them. was a no them. good, like, left them. Yeah, right? that's true, because he got famous with... Uh, well, he was writing the songs for the guy. Right. Like, it wasn't that he got... He didn't get famous. He was just traveling with right, him. Right, that's right, that's right. See, it sounds like I've seen the movie more than you have. I try not to watch it anymore than I have to just because I do. Oh, I don't gosh. like crying. So, dude. like, do your kids watch that with you? Uh, Encanto is kind of the big one now. For so us. I'm not a big Encanto fan either. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay, that was your number two. Two. My number two is the one and only Toy Story, the first Ooh. one. Uh, Fantastic film. I feel like it's the godfather of computer generated movies. Um I think that's I think that's probably an understatement. I think if it wasn't for Toy Story and its success, there wouldn't be <laughs> what we have today. <laughs> yeah. You think it'd still be you think it might still be animated. Um, and I say animated by pencil drawn. I think kinda. I think a lot more so. I think because, everything eventually is going to go to computers anyway. But which is, isn't that sad? Doesn't that kind of make you a little sad? To where it's not hand drawn. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like yeah. I get like people still have jobs for that, but it just there's something magical about that mm -hmm. flipping the paper and seeing the the animation. Sure. You know, um, I won't say sad. It's just kind of it's it's depressing. Yeah. But, because uh, animation is kind of dead, like the old school way. Well, I mean, even Disney Animation Studios has gone to computer animation. What with Frozen, correct? And Frozen yeah. Two, yeah. I, I, planes, but, but and, I'm not okay with that. I, I'm a creature of habit. Mm -hmm. I don't like change. Sure. Obviously, it's beautiful to look at. It's 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 amazing artwork and stuff with the computers. But sure. it's there's something like I watch my son draw pictures now, and I'm like, man, I can't make a stick figure look good. Right. And he's drawing Mario and Sonic and Mickey Mouse, and he can do almost anything that he hand drawn. Sure. And he's like, I want to be an artist. I'm like, man, that's going to be tough, dude, because everything's kind of computer animated now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know? exactly so, right. But Toy Story, Tom Hanks, great. Tim Woody's, Allen. What, Tim Allen's awesome. Um, just the the idea was fantastic, because I know as a kid we've all thought, like, what, what happens when we close the door? Oh, you yeah. Know, when we close the door to our toys and go to bed at night or whatever, are we missing something? And it's just neat. It's it's a neat concept. Uh, they probably made too many of them, but you know. I remember I uh, I had a virtual storybook, quote unquote. It was a program on the computer where it was it would read to you, you know, the story, and you could mm -hmm. click on different elements on the page in the on the computer there. And, it, and different things would move and do stuff. And I remember uh, the part where Buzz first gets there, the page in, the, in this computer storybook, Buzz was like front and center to the screen, and you could push all the buttons on him. And that was about as close as I ever got to like a movie accurate yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Now, I mean, of course, you know, everybody had the, the, the Buzz Lightyear action figure that came out. 
Um, but I feel like they never did that justice, by the way. No, well, not at the very beginning, especially. I still feel like the toys are just eh. They're just well, like they're I'm, just kind of subpar. Like my kids are like, "Can I get a Buzz Lightyear?" And I'm like, "It's like eight feet tall." Well, you know, they, they was like, big though. But what I don't understand is when the movie come out, why would they not just make it exactly like the movie? Yeah, like in the same packaging and yeah. everything. Because like that's what I was upset with is like it wasn't in the rocket ship. Like, have you seen how big Slinky Dog is? The toy. Oh yeah, it's big. It's not, huge. It, it doesn't and, look right. Well, like I know I was I was kind of disappointed when when I got the Buzz Lightyear and I pushed the red button to get his wings to come out and his wings are like three inches long, and I'm like, what is this? What is this? He can't fly with wings like that. Which I think you know now they've got ones where his wings actually light up. They're still I still don't think they're as long. I still think the sizes are all off too. I think the sizes are weird. And I, well, I mean, and and it bugs me too. Like. um his his helmet doesn't go all the way. It doesn't quote as as Woody would say, do that whoosh, whoosh thing. thing. Yeah. Um, but like like that was uh, disappointing. But that doesn't mean that I didn't love it because I remember um, it might it was either the night that we saw Toy Story or shortly after. Mom and Dad took me and my sister to I guess Walmart or somewhere, and they had one there. So you were like what eight, something like that. I think what it come out ninety three. No, 95. 95, so I was eight or nine, yeah. Okay. And so they got me that Buzz Lightyear, and I remember we there was a uh, there was a steakhouse in uh, Metropolis that we went to eat to that night called The Fortress is what it's called. And I remember I left Buzz in the car, and I buckled him in oh, like wow. the movie. Hardcore. You know, and I thought that was and, – and so, I mean, it meant a lot to me. So, yeah, Toy Story is definitely a great pick. That's number two for me. Um. All right, so honorable mentions. Mine are uh, I got broke four. the rules. We we only said three, and you got four. I got four. I apologize. I'm breaking. I'm breaking it. Um, one of my honorable mentions is Tangled. Uh, the Rapunzel movie. Mandy Moore. Zach. Um, yeah, I don't know. Zach. Oh, I can't. He plays Shazam. Yeah, I, get, I know who you're talking I about. He won't say Zach Braff, but that was Scrubs. Yeah, uh, you know the actor Levi. Zachary Levi. Zachary okay. Levi. All right. And um, but anyway. Uh, that's the Rapunzel story. I mean, gosh, we haven't seen it, but great music. You've seen that, hadn't you? Yeah, I've seen it. Um, uh, it it's uh, it's sort of forgettable to me, but I mean, yeah, and I get that. I but mean, it's an know, honorable mention, and I understand. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Okay, and then uh, Hercules is one of my favorites. Not a big Hercules fan. I I I love all the, and this is just because I was always interested in you know Greek mythology and all that stuff growing up. I always thought that stuff was really cool. So, so how many of your list has been pre? Not many. I was pre nineties. Like I don't think you have any pre nineties, do you? Uh, no, I do not. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mulan. No. Now, have you even seen it? No. See if you would don't see care. It, see, if don't you would care. See I mean, like you caught close mindedness, but I mean, I've seen some of it. I just don't care about it. And I tell you what's even further. I'm holding it against it. The animated. But when the uh, Disney Plus came out, they tried to charge you $30 to watch the live action one, which I heard sucked also. It wasn't great. Yeah, I heard it was crap. And they tried to charge you $30 on top of your already subscription. Mm-hmm. No thanks. <laughs> so, no, nope, didn't. That didn't. was that was COVID world, man. COVID world. Yeah, but that's, that's a weird place. That's absurd. 30 bucks on top of what you're already paying. Go ahead. All right, and then uh, my last honorable mention was Emperor's New Groove. Um, don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. Oh, either. dude! I mean, Patrick Warburton is Kronk steals the show. Eartha Kitt was Isma. John Goodman, David Spade. I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. It's good stuff. Um, oh, it's just, I mean, it's just funny. I'm just thinking of all these, all these scenes, but I don't want to tell you anything because I don't want to ruin any of the jokes for you. But you need to watch Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. Uh, there, there, there was a thir- certain threshold of me just not caring much about Disney movies. At some point, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people listening to this, even if there's only three people listening to this, that they're going to agree. Like, yeah, it lost its. I think Disney lost its like lure or what, whatever. Allure. Our, what is it? It's allure. Allure. Maybe. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm stupid. No. Uh, yeah, it lost its like pizzazz for a little bit, like somewhere between Toy Story and Gosh, I don't uh, I don't know where I'd say it got it back. But these CG movies, like computer-generated movies, got it going again. Sure. But The Emperor's New Groove was somewhere in between there, right? Yeah, uh, it was, yeah. yeah. So that that. and basically most of the movies you've mentioned, Princess and the Frog, didn't see it. Mulan, didn't see it. Now, Mulan was back in the heyday. That was pretty popular. 
I want to say Milan was late nineties. Because because what you had, like I said, Donny Osmond. You also have to take into effect too. I'm a late teenager in the late nineties. Well, that's true. So you, you know, were, so I'm too old for Disney movies. Well, I was too cool, man. Too cool Bo- for, boycott. Too know? cool for Disney movies. Yeah, I was going to see. I was sneaking in rated R movies and stuff and all that. You know, so yeah. uh, my honorable mentions. Yes, were The Lion King. Um, still love the movie, even though I thought it was slightly overrated by the hoopla and hype it got. Okay. Uh, one that you didn't mention, and it's not a huge A movie. Uh, it's probably more of a B movie, but uh, Goofy. Goofy movie. Oh, okay. Great. Father-son aspect of the show. Uh, just it's a great movie. Songs are good. I think, uh, what now what's the name of the guy, the star, the the superstar on Livewire? Powerline. Powerline. Livewire. Limewire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're doing Powerline at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween at the parks this year. He is uh that song's I'm telling you, that song's coming back. I've seen it on TikTok, Instagram. Well, there's a wrestler from the WWE, her name's Alexa Bliss. She is huge Disney fan. She's known for being ugly, right? Alexa Bliss. She's <laughs> an angel. I, I know. But anyway, uh she's a huge goofy movie fan she's a huge disney fan and so she promotes the crap out of that okay cool um i don't know that's not the reason it's coming back but it's been i think that was a mid 90s movie too mid to late 90s movie and i think it's around its 30 year anniversary so wow getting close anyway right so yeah uh great movie but it's good it's uh, you know i there's a lot of people that haven't seen it yeah, I mean, I, it's been years and years and years since I have. Yeah, so it, it, it's it got a lot of great sentimental stuff in it. Mickey and Donald aren't in it, I wish they were. Yeah, I know. They're in it for like a split second. Because weren't they in Goof Troop? Well, Did Goofy, you ever watch Goof Troop? Goofy and Max are Goof Troop, but I don't know that Mickey and Donald were in Goof Troop. You'd think they'd made cameos or something. Other than that, I got the classic, the one that started it all, the one you ridiculed before we started recording was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, uh, okay. I think it is. I see all mine are pre nineties almost, except for a couple. Uh, I just think it is the cornerstone of Disney. They're on the they're on the brink of probably bankruptcy or getting close to not being able to do what they ended up doing. And it got a it got an Oscar, and they they made it. They they customized the Oscar for Disney, right? And it, I mean, it shot up big time for them and i think it was the reason we have the movies we have now kind of the godfather which you know i'm pretty nostalgic so it's hard i mean it's hard to argue that fact because i mean you're right snow white and seven George kind of kicked the whole thing off so so yeah i mean you're 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 exactly right on that it's just it's never really been one of my favorites and i think a lot of that is because the animation to me is just so rudimentary dude if you watch it now you would disagree, I think. If you watch it on 4K high definition TV, it looks awesome. Really? I, I don't think it looks cr- like crap at all. Hmm. We were talking about the Aristocats, I think, on this recording, and uh, it it's crap. Like even on the high def Disney Plus, it looks like crap. It looks so like, it's just a lower quality movie. It you just think? looks like pencil stitching or uh, you know stenciling or whatever. Right. It just it looks weird. Hmm. But man. I and I can show you seven seven dwarfs or Snow White whatever it it looks great the color is like booms off the TV and everything it it just looks it looks a lot better than you remember it okay yeah because I'm not remembering much <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, my number one um, best Disney movie of all time Toy Story three and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why because I best mean, Disney movie of all time all time. Because okay. there, to me, there was not, I remember seeing in the, in the movie theater, one of the biggest moments, you know, you, you spent years and years and years with these characters and, you know, and, and between, you know, they've always stuck together. They've always never given up. And just that scene where they are all on their way down to the furnace and, you know, Woody's Woody looks at Buzz and Buzz looks at Woody, and they have that shared realization that this is it. There's no getting out of this. This is the end. To me, it was just soul-crushing. It was emotional. And, it was emotional. And, I mean, you know, you know they're going to get out of it. You you hope they're going to get out of it. I mean, I guess you don't know. No, you don't know. I mean, I really – it had me going. But I mean, because everything was going downhill for them. Like literally. They were, they were not <laughs> – 
Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, no, but they they weren't in a winning situation there. They were dumped in this like play what is uh, play uh, preschool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, it was a whole new world for them. Whole new world. Nice. Uh, anyway, and so like they they had never been in that situation where multiple kids run in there and rip them apart and do all man. that stuff and. Lotso was a great villain. Yeah, he was. I, I'll I'll go with you to that degree. I, number one of all time. It's a personal choice. I get it. Uh, we're 15 years removed from the first Toy Story. Mm-hmm. When you get to your point, so you're going from being eight to like you know 22. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You, you know, like I, I get it. Yeah, taste taste evolve. You know, in life experiences. But I mean, the two and and of course Andy's goodbye to. To all the toys, gut wrenching. Oh my gosh. I mean, it just. I Do don't you think, think Woody made the right move. Um, I mean, he had to stay with his friends, Did right? He? I mean, because what ended up happening in the end, uh, the fourth one. What would have happened had he gone to college with Andy? I think that they could have made a much better fourth movie. Let's hear I, it. I think that they could have. He could have lived through college with Andy. He found a girlfriend. Uh, Andy had a family at that point, and his son discovers Woody in the attic or on a shelf, you know, wherever, and it goes from there. We, you know, and maybe. Maybe he, maybe Andy's at a at a yard sale like in the second one, and they find some of his old friends, and it it could have it could have been more sentimental, could have been more nostalgic. I will say that I'm not I'm not a fan of four, at all. I thought you were gonna say Forky, and that's what I'm not oh, a fan I'm of. That's, that's definitely what makes, not a fan of Forky either. Yeah, I mean, I think well, not a fan of four is a little drastic. Eh, I don't think so. Well, I liked four. Uh, now granted, I've only seen it like twice. Well, see me, yeah, me too. I think so, I've only seen it the once. I never had an interest well, to see it again. I was looking as you were talking, and Toy Story three made a billion dollars. I believe it. And so I didn't look at what Toy Story four did. I will as we're talking here. But, it wasn't that. Uh, actually, it did. It made one point zero seven billion dollars. Oh, dang. Uh, Toy Story three made, I think, maybe less. It made, where's it at, where's it at, where's it at? 1.06. Oh, so it wow. made slightly less than four. But I think well, that, but Avatar, again, though, Avatar also is the top of a lot of gross. And that's disgusting oh, to me. Geez. That movie just sucks. I'm sorry. It's not It's not good. Uh, it, some people love it. I but get it's so it. beautiful. The special effects are amazing. Oh, we're talking top. about Flight of Passage because that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, we said we were going to talk about the parks a little bit, but. That ride is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's not better than the Slinky Dog. <laughs> Ooh. You, you know what I'm saying? Ugh. Are you disagreeing? I mean, I don't think. I think the wait for Flight of Passage doesn't justify the ride. Well, you're you've hit on that. You've wait. hit on that a couple times, like Seven yeah. Dwarfs Mine Train. You didn't say it this time, but I think a previous recording. Yeah. You said that the ride was not worth the wait, no. and I I agree with that. But how many rides are worth the wait? Not many. Exactly. Not many. Even like even the Rise of the Resistance is like man. Well, if it wasn't for the virtual queue, there isn't a virtual queue anymore. Have you yeah, been? No, I knew that. I haven't been since it has. Okay, been, you haven't been since there's a virtual it, queue. Now you either pay to ride it or you wait. sit in line, Oof. and it could be anywhere from ninety minutes to five hours. Yeah, not worth five hours. No, it's but is it worth paying eleven dollars a person for to ride once while you're in the park? I don't know. I think so. I'll let you know in a couple months. Well, I'll be there before you, and I'll probably pay <laughs> before you anyway. But uh, Toy Story 3, that's a good pick, but it does not beat my number one pick. All right, let's hear it. The most macho, oozing machismo movie <laughs> Disney ever made. Just like when you think of it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is such a great macho dude movie. Okay. Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. First movie I ever saw in movie theaters. I challenge you to find a better soundtrack for a disney movie period and i'm saying for, throw frozen in there i don't care <laughs> oh i mean i don't care i don't care frozen is is good frozen is great whatever but from the start of that movie to the end of that movie nothing beats it 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 and plus ariel was hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it, and it was and you're right it was it was iconic um, well it brought disney back from from another brink of de- bankruptcy, like th- think about between 1980 and 89, what did Disney have? Nothing. Yeah, yeah not not a lot. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it literally went from Fox and the Hound to Which Little Mermaid. Was, was Fox and the Hound a commercial success? Probably not. 
I'm saying it, it doesn't. I don't think it makes a whole lot of people's like well. List. Again, we throw this list together pretty quickly. Hence, why like five of the eight you mentioned are like post 1992. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, but have you ever heard of the theory of Moana that uh -uh. she's dead the whole time? She died at the beginning of the movie, and the whole movie is her journey to the afterlife. No, think about it. That's dark. Think about it. In that big, the big. You know, the big water scene at the beginning of the movie? She dies. The big the, water scene. Oh, like a, when she tries to swim out? Yes. And like, and the whole movie is her journey to the afterlife. Her grandmother and uh, what's the rock? Who who the rock play? Uh, Maui. Maui. He's a spirit. Oh, my. And, and he is a spirit, correct? I mean, he's a, yeah, like a demigod, I believe. And there you go. And the whole thing is her journey to the afterlife. How about that? I had not heard that theory. That's kind of. That's out there. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't open Pandora's box. I don't like it. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean. You don't like that? I think it's kind of a like neat concept. Theory, no. I mean, I, well, I, I enjoyed Moana. Sunshine and Rainbows for you. Well, yeah. I and am Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows. But yet, Toy Story 3 is your favorite Disney movie of all time. Where it they're is. fixing to die in a furnace. Yeah. I and mean, then at the end, that's like a freaking farewell that'll make you cry from Andy and Woody. and yeah. all. What does he say? He's like. So long, partner. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, I can't stand it. It's like, rough. It's so sad. I know. It is sad, man. It's super see, sad. See, that's sadder to me than Coco. No, see, my cry in Coco is a happy cry. Because of family? Mm-hmm. Because they're she's, all together. She still dies. Yeah, but it's a happy It's a happy thing at the end. And then, and then like, Coco showing up as a, as a skeleton at the end. And Hector and Imelda being like, hey, it's good to see you again. And Hector giving her a big hug and all that. I mean, now, that's cool. Because now he's redeemed, you know, and... And you know he's not the abandoner that they all grew up thinking he was. And oh, it's great redemption. You know, but I, I mean, just, it, you know, yeah, top five. Oh yeah, mm. was it your top? It was in your top five. It's my number two. Wow, number two. I mean, how old are you? Because that's crazy. Like thirty-six. What about Up? You don't like? I've up? never liked Up. Really? Yep. I said it. I'll say it. I just I don't know why. I think okay, okay. You know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. One big reason why I don't like up, same reason with your Lion King thing, is everybody on the planet. Squirrel. It's not a funny joke, people. Get over it. It's not funny. Oh. I'll say okay. it. Right. I just that drives me nuts. And then people like like if, if people, So we don't talk about Bruno is not I, I, that's not on my list. I love Encanto, but that's not on my oh, list. Oh, yeah, I forgot. But no, See, I no. got it mixed up. No, the... listen, I mean, because like if, if anybody does anything borderline scatterbrained in real life, <laughs> sorry, I got squirrel brain. <laughs> I It's an old joke. It's tired. It's not funny. Move on. And then as far as, okay, your opening scene with uh, Carl and whatever his wife's name was, yeah, okay, super sad, but I'm not going to cry myself to sleep over it. <laughs> Mr. Ooh. Freeze is out. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. Heartless. I put Mr. Freeze back in the box. Shoot. But no, man. I, I just, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. And I'll tell you what, Inside Out, no way, dude. I never saw it. Yeah, you ain't missing much. Uh, Inside Out, I never saw a good dinosaur. Uh, I did see that. Pixar Pixar has taken a pretty steep downslide. What in about my planes and all that? Like, you know, like. Planes was, planes was one of those. Oh, well, that's, you know, that was a cute movie. It's one of those. Cars 2. Uh, <laughs> you mean Larry the Cable Guy, the movie? Yeah. Oh, awful. gosh. Awful. I'm not. A, I just, Larry the Cable Guy just makes You know, it's not how he really talks, right? I don't, I don't care enough to know if it, that's how he really talks or not. I don't care. He's from Nebraska. He doesn't, oh, yeah, he so doesn't speak that way. I just, oh, I just, Larry the Cable Guy, they, they just leaned way too heavy into him. Cars 3 was better than Cars 2. Yeah. Which is not saying much because Cars 2 was like the lowest bar. Well, what, why does it, why does it fall on we have to introduce a new character? You know, like they what was the girl's name that they introduced in Cars Three? Oh, I just remember the, the guy Lightning. Uh, not Lightning. It was um, I don't remember the black car, and I just remember her uh, him. Well, uh, there's a girl that he's like friends with, and she ends up racing the guy in the end. Remember? It's not no, even it's Lightning. Been so, it's been so long. Yeah. Well, anyway, whatever her name is, like they make the movie more about her than Lightning McQueen. 
and he's the whole center of the show, right? Yeah, yeah that doesn't make a lot it's of sense. It's just kind of like Forky with Toy Story 4. Just don't care for it. Like, make it about Woody and Buzz and Woody and Bo Peep or whatever and make it about his dedication to a child. I mean, you do have to add elements, though, to sequels to kind of build onto them. Yeah, I but mean, not franchise elements. Well, I mean, uh, Sonic 2 introduced Tales. That's you know what I'm a, saying? That, but that, that is a well far established character. Tails wasn't until Sonic 2. I'm talking about, you're talking about the movies, right? I'm talking about the, the games. Oh, well, okay. You're, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I'm just saying you got to build on I'm talking about movies. I'm speaking about movies. Yeah. I thought you were referring to Tails coming in Sonic 2, the movie. No, I mean. That's like, uh, like Jurassic Park. You can throw another dinosaur in there and it's not a big deal. Right. But they always go back to the T-Rex and the Raptors, right? They always usually, go back to yeah, that, usually, right? Yeah. But like with the Toy Story, they the Toy Story one established that right away. Like Woody was the main dude, and then all of a sudden here's this new toy, Buzz Lightyear. Toy Story two, they just play right off of that. They don't introduce anybody extra. Maybe you can say Jesse, Jesse Prospector, Bullseye. But they is Bullseye and Prospector anything in the other ones? Bullseye no. a little bit, maybe. I bullseye. Bullseye stuck Jesse, around. Jesse's the only one of the second movie that made it past that breaking point of like main character. True. And even in the third one, she's not really that relevant. She's just there. She's Buzz's love interest. Yeah. But then they introduced this Forky, and now Forky's got his own little shorts on Disney+. Plus. I mean, like, give me a break of Forky. Have you seen the Groot show yet? No, I haven't. Katie watched it. Funny. I didn't watch any of it yet. I almost by the preview, it almost turned me off. Really? I thought. Oh yeah, the potty humor, man. Well, just no, it was too kiddy. No, the potty humor for me is a big turnoff. There's potty humor, bathroom humor <laughs> for the adults in the room. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, potty humor. Like I mean, pee pee poo poo. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, well, like apparently uh, in the trailer, what I've seen is why is he a small Groot again? That's what I want to know. Uh, he he Groot passes a leaf. Like as a toot, and these little creatures like worship it or something. Sounds pretty funny, actually. Uh, you, you don't yeah. think farts are funny? No. Oh, dude, farts are funny. Your boys don't fart. I mean, they do, and we yeah. all laugh about it. Everybody has a great time. Oh, that's funny. But, uh, I mean, in movies and stuff, it's hilarious. I'm not a bathroom humor fan. I feel like it's pretty low brow. I'll so, Dumb and Dumber's not funny to nope. you? Oh my gosh. There are scenes. Oh my god. But. I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber in a long, long, long well, time. Well, look, we, we set out to not be a countdown podcast, a uh, countdown top five, whatever podcast, but now you're making me angry. And, <laughs> so let's count. Let's cut. Let's cut and, this episode. And, and we're going to have to make a top top comedies now. Oh, I mean, because Uh-oh. you're slapping me in the face because I, you're going to hate mine. I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, because you're going to pick stupid movies. Like, I mean, you're going to pick <laughs> movies that have like no like gutter humor. Like, well, let's they, do it. You've got to have vulgarity. All right. you know, okay, so real quick, though, going back to our top five dramas, uh, remember remember when I made the comment of it has to be like on Cinemax or HBO or yeah. Showtime for me to like it now? Yeah. My buddy Corey Lang on Facebook made the comment the other day. He, he Last night, we're recording this early, but last night was the Better Call Saul finale. Yeah. And I wrote on his face, he said, goodbye, Saul, great show, great acting, whatever. And I said... Yeah, it's not quite Breaking Bad, but it's a fantastic show. And he wrote, yeah, I can't watch network shows. And I, I was like, man, I just said that on an episode of our podcast. I just, I can't watch, it's just. AMC is a network show? It, it, they say the F word. They can. Yeah, but, but, so, but I mean, but you're calling that a network show? He no, can't watch that? No, no, no. He's, he's talking about like West Wing. Oh, like, yeah. Because okay. he listened, he listened to our episode and he said, he said, saying. I listened to your show. He said, unsurprisingly, I really enjoyed it. You know, he was making a, a compliment to me, but uh, <laughs> just me. <laughs> but anyway, he was like, you know, West Wing and stuff. I can't watch it because it's just so like clean. And, and I get that because it's not a realistic. They can't they can't go as far as they can't make it realistic. It's right. got to be. And I understand to a degree. It's got to be. Uh, network worthy, you sure. know, but the risque, more risque stuff is, is, is better. I mean, it's just more realistic to have somebody say something to you that they would say in real life. No, okay. no, no, I mean, you know, you make a good point, but you know, uh, you're just so anti-drama. 
yeah, drama wise, drama wise, I I I would have to mostly agree with you. I think comedy wise, though, I mean, a lot of our okay, yeah, comedy uh, with Seinfeld. Comedy doesn't friends. have to be. It doesn't have to be vulgar. It doesn't have to be adult. No, and a lot of and a lot of people put like Step Brothers up there and stuff. I think yeah. I think it gets to a point where I'm like. This just isn't that. It's not that funny to me anymore. I can't right. watch it over and over again. Whereas, like Tommy Boy falling down, but you don't like Chris Farley. And that is such a weird thing. I watched the Vice episode of uh, the the behind the scenes of comedy or whatever, and it had uh, Chris Farley on there. So sad, depressing. But you're not a Chris Farley guy because no. you think he's gross. That's well, what you said. I mean, yeah, that's kind of thanks to my mother. But anyway, let's cut this episode. Um, Okay, got another fun fact before okay, we let's hear it. we closing, started. Closing we start fun fact at the we, buzzer. We started with a fun fact. We're going to end with a fun fact. Disneyland can fit in Magic Kingdom's parking lot. No way. It's so small. No way. Yep. And at, matter of fact, uh, Disneyland is only like eighty-five acres. Disney World is like what did I say? It was like forty something square miles. Forty square miles. Something like that. That's so, un- that's unbelievable. Are you sure you read that right? I'm positive. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I'm a Disney, that's a, that's a I'm fun a, fact. I'm a Disney freak. I enjoy fun facts, so and, let's let's keep that up. That's and I fun. would know that. So, hopefully, this episode did not record uh, with gaps and stuff over ourselves. <laughs> and uh, this is the third time we've we've recorded. had a time we've had a time recording it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, leave a comment, uh, comments, feedback, suggestions, or just your own opinions about the show or about, you know, your own picks for Disney movies or comedies or dramas or whatever you want. Um, we'd love to hear from you in, uh, our Facebook or as always, uh, send me an email at Ben and oh Collins show, Ben and Collins show at gmail.com. Uh, I do check it regularly. I say that at the end of every show. But uh, nobody has ever emailed me. But uh, but anyway, yeah, no, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again to all two listeners of you uh, that listened to it this week, and we hope to see you next week. Bye for now. See you then. Bye.